What's up, everybody? This is D Rice, and you're now tuned into COTM Radio. Why can't y'all recognize that we all came from sacrifice? Why can't y'all recognize that we all came from sacrifice? Ten toes, yeah, you gotta stay down, eh? Just some young looking on, looking for a way out, eh? People watching, yeah, I gotta skip town, eh? Hit my phone if you need a whole pound. I done made sacrifices. I, I, so many sacrifices. Straight, straight up. I done gave us so much free time, knowing time ain't free. They go f- that I sacrificed. They go f- that sacrifice. My girl showed me less, you know I made sacrifices. I, I, and if it's real, real love, then you make sacrifices. Straight up. To get ahead, man, you gotta make sacrifices. Whoa. They go f- though, that's how hungry my appetite is. Yeah. I know my great 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 auntie was a slave. I could only imagine all the sacrifice she made. I could only imagine all the shit she had to take. I'ma make sure all the blood she gave wasn't in vain. I sacrifice for your entertainment, boy. I'm Mr. Anderson in the Matrix. Check the last name, it's all facts. In the human race, it's all about pacing. Look at all the ones I outlasted. I'm the one at the end, like I count backwards. Never satisfied, details classified. Till the afterlife, make a sacrifice, done. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for allowing us to just come together once again to talk about uh, your word, Lord, and what you have given to us as bread so we can live. So I just pray, Father, that uh, our words will fall so your words will rise, Lord, and uh, touch the hearts of those who are listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Um, okay, so for today's Bible study, we are going to be going through Romans 12. So if you have your app or your Bible, or if you're just driving and you want to listen along, uh, that's where we're going to be reading out of. The author is Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Big surprise. Big freaking surprise. (laughs) (laughs) The primary message of the book of Romans is that God justifies unrighteous sinners through faith in Christ alone. The humbling message of the gospel is that we cannot justify ourselves. No one can be justified by by over serving the law. There is nothing we can ever do to earn, prove, or demonstrate. <laughs> we, we depend completely on God's grace in Christ's blood to be saved from God's, un, from God's righteous judgment and wrath. Christ secures this salvation when we are in our sinful, ungodly state, not after we've made ourselves worthy. Um, once we get to the end of ourselves... And surrender any attempts to any attempts at self-justification, then we are set free from sin and we become slaves of righteousness. Wow, what a concept. Become slaves to righteousness. We then can live transformed lives grounded in what has been perfect, perfectly accomplished for us in Christ. Mm. And we will enjoy an obedience of faith for the sake of his name. So you no longer need to sacrifice animals and burn state. Like, you know, like you no longer need to do like ritualistic law abiding things. Right. 
to be saved. To be set apart, if you will. God's chosen people. Romans teaches us, the book teaches us how to to live righteously, um, to walk in our salvation, to walk in our faith. Yeah. All right. Starting at Romans 12, chapter 1, the topic, the title, I'm sorry, is A Living Sacrifice. What version are you reading out of? Uh, this is NIV. Okay. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in views of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. We can pause it right there. That's verse 1. Mm. My version says, this is your spiritual act of worship. Hmm. To offer your, offer your body, right? Yeah. Instead of, this is your true and proper worship, it says, this is your spiritual act of worship. Yeah. This is, which is your spiritual worship. ESV version. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, that was just verse one. Mm-hmm. Offering our bodies as a living sacrifice is just, you know, or call, or call, you know, that's, that's what pretty much Jesus did. He offered his body up, but how often are we actually willing to do that? Yeah. Hmm. How often are we actually lit? Are we ready mm-hmm. to offer our bodies, ourselves, our lives as a living sacrifice. But even if we're willing to offer our bodies and ourselves as a living sacrifice, it's like, is our body and is our self holy and pleasing to God yet mm-hmm. to even offer as mm-hmm. that living sacrifice? Like, And just offering our bodies, I mean, we're called to do that anyway because we're bought at a price. Our bodies are not our own. Yeah. You know, um, that's what gets me. I think that's, that's crazy that just they're not our bodies. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. Like as I was reading in the beginning, we become slaves to righteousness. Like we're enslaved to righteousness. So righteousness owns us. Mm-hmm. Like the concept of that is crazy. Oh my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> Verse two. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, and just making this makes me think just. Hey, if you want to dive, Johnny, dive. <laughs> like, our bodies are not our own. Yeah. But I myself know that I commit shameful acts mm. on my body. Mm. Knowing that I, I think Jesus turns his, his head away from sin. Jesus can't be Jesus can't be in a body if you're just committing shameful acts, shameful acts, and sin. That's not, Jesus and sin doesn't mix. Mm. So, if you're, a, if you're a Christian, right, and we're called to have our bodies... And we're called to offer those bodies up. Yeah. I'm just I'm really confused on where's God in that mix. For a Christian, we give our lives mm. to him. But we're just stuck, we're still stuck in sin, we're backsliding. Where's God? You know, where is he at in the mix? Um, I believe he's right there. Um Man, what is that song? Um I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. Mm-hmm. I'll never know the cost of seeing my sin on that cross. I'll never know. But who did know is Jesus, who was God in flesh. And the Bible tells us, David wrote it, um, though I make my bed in hell, you are with me. So I... Uh, 
it's not that God leaves you when you're sinning um, because he can't be around it. It's that you leave him when you sin. Um, but it's but not that, that he doesn't him? separate you from him. Um, because the one, the moment you decide to make decision to be a Christian and to know that Jesus Christ died for your sins, you are immediately filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with you instantly. There's nothing that can ever change that, no matter how much you sin. So when you leave God, it's not God leaving you, but that doesn't, the, the, gap or the rift um and the separation that is sin is being covered by jesus christ so regardless of what how you feel far away from god or not it's a lie because jesus christ is covering that separation so it, it's an awkward feeling because you're in sin and you're like well god you're perfect you can't be around sin he's like yeah but i sent somebody to cover that already for you so it's Man, it's just a gospel. Two? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Verse this, this two. about to hit even harder. Oh. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect, perfect will. That's interesting, because mine says that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God so if you're feeling tested it's because he's trying to get you to a place of discernment of what his will is for your life you can't just be walking around saying thy will be done Lord in my life and you don't know what his will is for your life so it's just like what you know our feelings deceive us all the time so it's like what um, what senses like what senses are you using you know what I'm saying and like hmm. you know sometimes the things you hear deceive you um, we could talk about music all day. Uh, sometimes the things you see deceive you, or better, the things you don't see uh, deceive you. Um, you know, not even having spiritual lenses on, right? Yeah. Um, you don't see any of those things. That doesn't mean that they're not there, but that yeah. that thought process will deceive you. What you don't know can still hurt you. Right. So you... You know, just with any circumstance, with any lesson that you're learning, um, first you you read it, you study it, you take notes on it, but then you have to go apply it. Mm-hmm. Like it, nothing will happen if you don't apply it. Yeah. Um, until you apply it, you won't learn for yourself. You'll just be able to go off of what other people say based on their experiences, but they are not you. Yeah. So that's already is a variable alone that could change the outcome of that circumstance yeah insanity is trying the same thing and expecting a different result but if i do the same thing that you do Mm. i'm different than you Mm. so that doesn't lead to the same result by default yeah you know what i'm saying so taking what other people's outcomes have been does not align with what your outcome can potentially be because you are different and the only way to learn that and see that and actually tangibly feel it is by testing it and applying it in circumstances and in life that's why you got to meditate on his word day and night because Mm. you have to be constantly applying it if you just read the scripture in the morning if you just wake up and you say god thank you for this day i thank you for another 24 hours 
and then you move on. Hmm. <laughs> like, the... you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not applying anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you're applying that you're starting your day with him. That's great. But are you taking him through the day with you? Are mm-hmm. you applying what he's telling you, what he's teaching you in your life? When you do that, you'll see, okay, oop, that didn't work. Okay, so I did a little bit different. Okay, now that does work, but not to the level that I wanted it to work at. Right. Okay, adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. Boom. Now I'm exceeding expectations. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So mm. you have to be able to test. You have to be able to fail. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like life is really a game of, of failures, I feel like. You know, it's hard for me to not think in a sports round, but, you know, baseball, if you can hit the ball three out of ten times, you are amazing. <laughs> like you're considered one of the greatest in the world mm. if you can hit it three out of ten times. Wow. And when you go up each of those ten times, you get at least three or four pitches to look at. So it's not really going three for ten. It's going three for, like, 50. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to fail. You have to fail. But if you don't apply, if you're not testing it, then you don't know if you're really failing or not. Wow. Um, Wow. So then you can't discern. Yeah. That's real. What up? What up? What's up? How's it going? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Okay, verse three. Verse three. <laughs> okay. Gifts of grace. No, what does yours say? Um, mine doesn't have a separation there. Okay. <clears throat> but yours says the gifts of grace. Humble yeah. service and the body of Christ. Humble service mm-hmm. and the body of Christ. Okay. Right. I'm just getting thrown all kinds of stuff right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Um, okay. Romans 12, verse three. For the grace given me, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We all belong to one another. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Mm. Man, we are all given different talents, different blessings. Um, and even though, like I was saying, you do have to understand that you are different. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to think of yourself as more than or less than. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a secular opportunity working out for you and it not working out, the same opportunity not working out for somebody else doesn't mean you're better. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't necessarily mean better. Sometimes... God doesn't give you a job or an opportunity because there's something that he's withholding you from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you know what I'm saying? You not getting that job might be the best thing that ever happened to you. You know, I can argue that I didn't get Chase because I wouldn't have known what to do with six figures. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? Like, I was just talking to my grandma about this the other day. Um, you know, she's like, you know, like, I, I never lacked. You know what I'm saying? There was never a lacking. Um, I had a family that came together and they all played their part in giving me the best upbringing that they could. 
but I never lacked in anything um, financially, right? Yeah. But out of that, out of never lacking, uh, I actually created debt out of having financial support. You know what I'm saying? Like out of having money, I created more debt for myself than I could actually handle. I was living beyond my means, and they weren't even my means yet. So when I started living on my own means, I was already exceeding what I was bringing in. You know what I'm saying? So then you find yourself in a debt hole. So if I had got add six figures onto that, what would I have done to myself? You know what I'm saying? Like Sometimes God's just like, you don't even know what you're going to do to yourself, let alone do to others, so I'm holding you back from this. (laughs) God's nose nose are definitely looking out for us. Man. Yeah, so, you know, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. You know, don't take things personally. Look at your results, you know, look at your feedback, but don't take it personally. Like, you know what I'm saying? Think of yourself with sober, unbiased judgment. Because if you involve your emotions, if you involve your personal feelings and you take it personally, then you're not going to get the right result. You're going to get your bias, your emotional, your pride... You know, you're, you're not going to judge fairly. So he's saying judge yourself soberly without any bias, without any lean. Mm. Judging, judging yourself biasly might be one of the hardest things to ever do, um, which is why you need this, because this is your biased judgment. This is why I, right. you guys can't see what I'm pointing at, but I'm pointing at the Bible. This is why you need the Bible to judge yourself biasly, because it's going to hold you to the standard that you're called to. And I'm... I believe that that's what chapter 12 is, is holding us to the standard at what we're called to. Um, Verse 9. I just want to say one last thing. We were talking to Shabina maybe like a month and a half, two months ago. Shout out to Shabs. Um, And um, we were just talking about, you know, fellowship and, you know, being there for one another. And, you know, right here it talks about just as each of us has a body with many members... Um, these members do not all have the same function, but they do belong together. So in Christ, we who are many form one body. And, you know, Shabino's like, if one of you is getting attacked, then the podcast is getting attacked. Mm. And I was like, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? If one piece of the body is being hit, that means the body is being hit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, legit. So it's real. you need to look out for the people that you claim you're walking in this life with because they matter your friends affect your faith your yes brings out the best in them like you need to hold them accountable maybe they won't like you maybe they'll walk away maybe they'll start lying and keeping things from you but that is not your responsibility on how they react all you can do is manage what you can control what you can see what you can respond to and you have to hold them to the standard that they said Mm-hmm. That they were going to live by. You didn't put that on them. They chose Christ. Right. He didn't put that on. God didn't even press that on them. They chose that for themselves. So if you truly love that person, you got to look out for the body. Mm. That's real. I love that. Friends affect your faith. Definitely. They're in a the battle with you. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's so good, Rudy. Wow. I would... That's so good. I, I would even go as far as to say your friends are a part of the body, are a part of your body. Yeah. And so if your friends are unhealthy, it's like a body part being unhealthy. 
Right. And it's going to affect your growth and right. it's going to affect your own state of being healthy or sick. Right. <laughs> Freaking A. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. 100%. 100%. Marks of the true Christian. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. I'm reading out of the ESV version. Mine just says love. Yours just says love. It says love and action. <laughs> love and action. Marks of the true Christian is love. It just oh. says love. Wow. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, the second word, well, the word, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. I didn't know what abhor is. Hate. So, yeah, uh, I looked it up. It's just regard with disgust and hatred. So you should hate evil and feel disgusted by it. Hold fast what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Fervent, fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality contribute to the needs of the saints and show hospitality the needs of the saints are other you got something Johnny? Hmm. Oh. the needs of the saints are are your other brothers your your co-laborers your um your fellow christians um contribute to the needs of the saints if somebody in your body is needing to go to the hospital, you don't sit there and tell them to go to the hospital. You take them to the hospital, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, pretty much what Rudy said in the last one. We, me and him just looked at each other and connected with this. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Mm. That's that's huge. Honor one another above yourselves. How many how many people can actually say, I put my brother before mm. myself? Uh, not many. <laughs> not many. And that's what that's what I love about like, you know, loving your neighbor. Like you can't love your neighbor until you love yourself. You can't love people until you love yourself. Until you love God. You know what I'm saying? Like that you can't just start loving other people. But not only are we supposed to love other people, but we're also supposed to honor them above ourselves. Yeah. So above like it like so that means you also have to honor yourself above yourself. If we're if we're called to love our neighbors like we love ourselves and we're supposed to honor them above ourselves in this and at the same time. Yeah. Kingdom mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just honor where you're physically, tangibly at. Don't honor yourself in that regard. Honor yourself in this spiritual kingdom mm. mentality. Mm. Um, and honor your brothers in that same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have different talents than you, and their talents and gifts and blessings are also needed for the kingdom of God. So you need to honor them highly so that their blessings and their mm. callings can be unleashed into the world as well. Yeah, jeez. You know what I'm saying? Like, your your team needs to be effective. Like, what do you want to do? You just want to go score all 80 points by yourself? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your team needs to be effective, and they're effective in different ways. We're super different, so. Mm. I'm loving this chapter. Keep your spiritual fervor. Mine says spiritual fervor. Verse 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. 
Um, mine says fervent. And I'm pretty sure it just means to be like adamant about it. Mm -hmm. Or having or displaying a passion. Yeah, a passion slash intensity. This so, one's uh, for the leaders at the crib. Yeah. Uh, for the leaders at Encounter, um, don't lack in zeal. Don't come to pre-service prayer lacking expectation hmm. um don't come out here with a passive mindset you know what i'm saying like i love pre-service prayer because i'm just like oh man like the people that are already here already have expectation yeah. god and the people that were here before us already had expectation and the people that are coming after us are coming expectant you know what i'm saying and like so if you're not if you're not having that and you're leading other people to follow christ hmm. it specifically says right here not to lack zeal I think at any point, if we're praying without expectation, I think if we're praying without passion, there's something missing. Right. I sometimes find myself, I think we talked about this months ago when we first started this podcast. Mm. It's very easy to get in a place where it's, I wake up, get on my knees, dear God, thank you for this day, thank you for waking me up. Emotions, right? Mm. Going through emotions. There's no passion in that. Yeah. There's no, there's no love in that. I should be juiced you know yeah. God, you just woke me up it's another day i get to praise your name right you know um like, yeah. what, say with the chest like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're not praying with expectation god's promises are said you know yeah you can't pray and just that's why i don't like when we pray and then we don't believe that things are going to happen what are you praying what are we praying for right mm. right that's so disrespectful mm. don't get don't give up over, don't ask god for something then you're like oh yeah i don't know if it's going to happen you yeah. know i I'm kind of doubting it, huh? huh? It's not gonna get answered. <laughs> it's not. It is not. You know, you gonna be praying for years then on that if you're not gonna believe it. Oh, see, that's just that's knowing and not understanding. Mm. That's what that is. Mm. Um, but it says verse twelve. Just to pick back up. Be joyful in hope. Be mm. joyful in hope. The things that you don't see, the things that are not there. Be joyful in eagerly awaiting them. Even, you know what I'm saying? Like, be joyful in that moment of waiting. It's not, you know, how long you're waiting, but how you wait when you're waiting. Yeah. Um, it says, be patient yeah. in affliction. Literally. You know, yeah. like, I, I think of uh, that boxer that just got brutally beat up, and he's just in his, uh, like, showering, right? Like, he's back, like, after the fight. Like, this is way later. And he's going to take his time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is beat up, and he is going to take his time to get back to where he needs to be. Yeah, takes months and months. You know what I'm saying? When you are super sore from a workout, you don't just jump out of bed the next day like <laughs> firing at all pistons. Like you take your time. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? You load the bath. You drop the Epsom salt. Epsom salt. You slowly dip yourself in. Like you take your time. Be That's patient in affliction. When you're bruised, beat up, worn down, weary, tired, take your time. You don't need to be in a rush to like be at speed with somebody who's spiritually, mentally, physically healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to take your time and you yeah. need to get there and you will get there. Um, but it might take a little bit more time. Be patient in your affliction and faithful or my version, your version says constant in prayer. Um, like we were saying, if you just wake up, thank God for this day and move on like god wants you to be constantly in prayer you know i was thinking about this when i was driving here i was like man like everything in the earth screams his name mm. except for us like you know what i'm saying mm. like everything in the earth all the rocks all the animals all the elements everything praises and glorifies him without even thinking about it mm. 
because they don't have free will. They don't have the option to think about it right. or not think about it. They right. just glorify the calling that they, that they have been given by God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just Automatic. they just do it. We we don't. But, you know what I'm saying? You can get to a point where you're constantly in prayer, where your body is constantly, your soul is constantly praying to him even when you're not necessarily mentally verbalizing words to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I can sit there and not be praying and I can feel like Chase always talks about the spirit just hovering over the water before God said let there be light and let there be land and let there be all these things like I can feel the spirit just hovering without any words and then get revelation get answers get you know what I'm saying feelings and like things from God like my body was just in prayer. It wasn't me like sitting here like, thank you God for this. Da, 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 da. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like your body can just be in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little intent with that. Um, let's see what spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know the spirit intercedes for us through wordless groans. So like you, you said, we could be in a constant state of prayer. I, I really like that. And it reminded me of a verse that is in Romans in chapter eight. Um, a little bit before this, it says, um, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know that what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit. There's, um, somewhere else in the Bible where it talks about how we need to be in step with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so if the spirit is interceding with for us with moanings and groanings, mm-hmm. we are going to know what to pray for because mm-hmm. we're walking in step with the spirit. So right. we can literally be in constant prayer right. at all times right. without actually speaking. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Without even thinking words or ideas or thoughts or anything. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> Man. Uh, Verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably peaceably with with all i love that if possible um mm. on you as far as peaceably you. with all mine says if it is if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone mm. you're not to be a doormat yeah definitely don't be a doormat that is for sure control um, the things that you can control mm-hmm. yeah uh verse 19 beloved never avenge yourselves but leave it to the wrath of god for it is written Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, for so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Oh my gosh. Man. You giving the enemy food or giving him water is pouring, heaping, burning holes on, on his head he's pissed 
Because he doesn't want you to do those things. He wants to be mean to you and have you be mean back to him. Right. And be filled with anger and frustration. And that's why it says be patient in affliction. Like, mm. yeah, it hurts, but, like, just be patient, constant in prayer, be peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll be okay. Um, and the devil's like, nah, nah, I want you to retaliate. I want you to say something. Mm-hmm. I want you to question your God. I want you to do all of these things. Mm. Um you know, that's why I said, like, your senses, your feelings will deceive you. The bumps and bruises will deceive you. You know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. you have a code of protection, but, like, you're like, oh, well, why am I bruised then? Why am I bleeding? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, he wants you to question those things. So, give him love back when he curses you. And that's, and you know, when Jesus went and for 40 days, 40 nights, and then came back to be tempted, that's what he did. He was given deceit, and he responded with love. He responded with truth. He responded with reasoning, even though he was drained for 40 days and 40 nights. Right. Um, let alone just being completely healthy, which we're all at right now, and being able to respond with love and truth and reasoning. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was completely drained of all resources mm. physically. Mm. Yeah. That's good. I love that. Dear God, I thank you for this day. I uh, thank you for bringing us together. I thank you for this recording. I thank you for your word. Um, I thank you that we can come together and that we can praise and honor one another above ourselves and that we can truly understand what love really is. Um, just the word, Father. What is it but a word? It's just a word, but it does so many things, Father. I know the storm can seem loud sometimes and maybe your whisper seems a little too faint, but allow us to remember what you can do with just that little breath of life, Father. Mm. I know that we don't want things to get pulled and removed and tugged and stripped and scrapped away, Father. I know all these things hurt and may seem inconvenient, but allow us to remember that sometimes we do need to be uprooted so that you can plant us by a river so that our leaves may never wither doesn't mean they won't be subject to pruning, but that they're not going to wither on their own, Father. Mm-hmm. What you deem fit is what will be removed and what will be added and allow us to subject ourselves to that, offer ourselves as a holy and living sacrifice by testing, by mm-hmm. testing, Father, so that we can discern and that we can understand. Mm-hmm. I thank you for everybody listening, Father. I know that you're doing something impeccable in them that only they can do, and I pray that they just don't give up on themselves. I pray that they don't give up on you. And I pray that they don't give up on their brothers and sisters, Father. The body, we need them all. Every single one. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.